0: Everyone, welcome to Innovation Sports and Life. I'm your host, Himan. The goal of this podcast is to dive into where good ideas come from. And I find that some of the best ideas come from the field of sports. Because sports have a unique way of inspiring us. Uh, today we have Baniya uh, Dhanwaz with us. She's an ex-founder, ex-banker, and a retired tennis professional player. Currently she's building strategic projects and partnerships at Head Start Network Foundation which is an amazing volunteer led startup ecosystem uh, spread across 30 plus cities now she's been immersed in the indian startup scene for a part uh, for the past few years my goal today is to dive into some of her tennis journey and again draw parallels from the field of tennis to our life uh, vanya thank you so much for joining us today
1: thank you for having me
0: himant so so vanya let, let's first dive in and understand the world of a sports athlete yeah, in India. Right. I, I think you must have seen a lot. So what does that picture look like?
1: Um, so to be very, very honest, uh, from an outside perspective, from an outside view, it sounds and looks very glamorous. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people think that you get to travel so much, you get a lot of exposure at a very, very young age. Whenever you start traveling. Uh, while all that is true i won't deny that you know uh, we get to travel we get to uh, meet so many different people and so on and so forth but uh nobody gets to know the behind the scene perspective right that uh, we work really really hard and uh, while everybody is you know sleeping cozy in their bed at uh, 5 a.m in the morning we're on court training uh so those kind of things it uh it it is a very grueling journey, and it takes it takes a lot out of you, a lot a lot out of you. But uh, I also think that it gives you back, um, you know, in terms of the discipline, the integrity, and the character that you build over the years while playing any sport. Uh, I mean, I was playing tennis, but I can I'm sure I can say that uh, you know, for every athlete in India and uh, abroad, that. Uh, sports gives you a lot more than just that skill set and um yeah so i mean a lot of hard work a lot of sacrifices uh sometimes you feel like giving up sometimes you feel like why me and uh, why am i doing this but um you know that's just about for a second and then you get things back in perspective and uh when you when you win a tournament or you win a match and you go on court i think all of those doubts sort of disappear, and uh, at the end of the day, it's very, very rewarding.
0: How long did you play tennis for?
1: So, I started uh, when I was 12. Uh, I mean, I was about to turn 12. So, that's a little uh, you know, not very early for an athlete, for a professional athlete. I would recommend if anybody wants to, you know, go for professional uh, tennis or for any professional sport, it's good to start early. Like we even say in the startup world, you know, you start young. So that's one parallel that I can also draw.
0: And how many years did you play for?
1: I played for almost about a decade. So I played wow. my last professional tennis match when, uh, back in 2016.
0: Amazing. And how did you pick up tennis?
1: Well, uh, to be very honest, I was a very introvert kid. Uh it was hard for my parents to, you know, uh get me out of the house. They used to encourage me to go out and play like other kids, but somehow I was I was introverted. I was more into, you know, I'll do my homework diligently and all of that is there. But I'll stay inside the house. I used to skate a lot, but that also I used to do alone in my terrace. So my dad is like, nothing doing, you know, you need to get out of the house or Young kid, you need to socialize with other people as well. So he dragged me to a nearby uh, sports complex for skating because that's what interested me back then. And uh, slowly from skating, I started also, uh, you know, swimming in the same complex. And one fine day, both my uh, dad and I were walking and we saw the tennis court. We saw a coach and a few players playing there. And um, that's how I started, you know, uh, playing tennis. And I think it was more of my dad wanting to learn tennis because we started at the same time. And, um, and then I I just picked up right uh, and then I left skating and swimming. I obviously used to still do as part of my fitness regime, but uh, tennis became my main thing.
0: So, uh, you know, I've I've also played a lot of tennis in my school days, like from, let's say the fourth standard onwards up to the eighth ninth and I kind of gave it up. Uh, because, you know, 10th exams were nearing and, you know, yeah, the usual. Yeah, I'm very serious yeah, about my studies sort of a thing. Sure. But I saw the ecosystem around me, and there was nothing which which picked up a few people who were actually much better player than than you know, what my game was. No one sure. picked them up and said, hey, you are good, you've got to go to the next level, and, and the next level, and so on. Right. Maybe there was someone who, who did that, but you no, know, we didn't have a nice ecosystem around that. So I guess the, I guess what made you realize that you were good and, you know, and how did you get on the support path of learning to sort of, you know, getting to this high level that you reached?
1: Sure. Uh, I think Mimang you rightly pointed out that there's no uh, right ecosystem. And I can say that uh, in North India, not a lot of people play sports. I still see that while I was traveling, I still see that uh, culture in the South. Uh, but uh, in all we just played just for fun and uh, you know studies is what you need to do and that's the right thing to do and so on and so forth but uh, luckily uh, while i was playing uh, in that nearby sports complex uh, one of my now friends that came to my dad and said, hey, this girl plays really well. Why don't, why are you, you sort of, you know, wasting your time in uh, this complex? Why don't you go and search for a better academy? And at that time, uh, you know, his kids, they were already playing at a uh, pro level. If, I mean, at the juniors, but uh, still, you know, they were playing tournaments and everything. So he actually was the one who guided us and... Uh, you know, introduced us to a better coach where I could train properly, train professionally, because at the nearby uh, sports complex, it was just more of fun. And, uh, you know, the caliber of coach were also limited. So, um, so, uh, I mean, I did, uh, you know, I had to give credit to my dad that he, you know, took that decision. And we used to travel, say 30 kilometers every 30, 35 kilometers every day to that sports complex and he managed his work he managed my me and uh, taking me to uh you know that particular stadium every day so um yes i was lucky that i got introduced but um not all of us get that chance so so that's something that you know we should definitely think about how we can build that sort of an ecosystem where uh at least the discovery uh part of the entire um you know sports ecosystem
0: is solved. So let me ask you that now, let's say if you were to get on to any of these coaching academies and you see these young kids who are hitting around ball, balls on the tennis court, what would you spot and say, okay, I think this person or this kid has the talent and I would talk to their parents and say, it's a fast track. For now, what would you do?
1: Sure. Um, so I, I, I am not a big believer in talent so to say I am a very big believer in hard work and perseverance and uh, I think that's what uh, that uncle saw in me as well right I don't uh, I can't credit myself that I'm a natural at uh, a lot a lot of the things or at sports in general but I work very hard and I persevere until I get the thing that I want to uh, get so um Obviously, one thing is that, you know, you're a natural at sport, you have great hand-eye coordination and, uh, you know, you're agile on court, your footwork is great. And uh, so those things are definitely there and you can easily spot that, right? Uh, When you see somebody playing and especially a young kid playing, you can see the way they catch the ball, the way uh, they move on court and how flexible they are, how agile they are. So these are definitely, point uh, you know, points that you can see your kid um but other than that i think the amount of dedication even at that age i can uh you know i've seen kids playing i've seen kids as young as five year old you know playing tennis or playing any other sports and you can see that sort of dedication that they will get up in the morning at seven while other kids their age uh, might not so i mean those kind of things that you know the desire to play or the desire to be on code comes from within and nobody's really pushing you to do that. So I think if you have that, and if you see that in your case, I think it's time to take it to the next level.
0: Uh, now, and I guess your game, what was the thing that you had to work on at the hardest, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that you did not come from let's just quote family as right? You were sure. discovering things along the way. So was it right. like, physical conditioning that you had to do extra work at? Was it this hand-eye coordination thing? Like, what was it?
1: So uh, I was always good at fitness for some reason. That's because like both my parents, even though they were not professional athletes, they were very active as kids. And even in their college days, they were into some sport or the other. Uh, My dad used to play cricket. My mom used to play volleyball and Kho Kho and everything. So uh, I don't think uh, in terms of fitness or physical conditioning. Obviously, I used to work very very hard because no matter how good you are, if you don't, uh, you know, be you're not consistent at it, um, you you won't be able to make it. So I used to do a lot of fitness, but uh, I think something that I had to work really hard on was myself. And that was one of my weakest points as well. And uh, in tennis, that's how you begin the game, right? That's how you begin the game. You serve and you start the game. And if that's weak, um, then, you know, it's a little hard to manage, even though um, in in the junior tennis, I think uh, it doesn't matter that much. But as you progress, I think it matters more and more than you can't really have any chinks in your armor. So I think my serve was something that I had worked uh, very hard on. And, um, it took a lot of time to improve as well. So, so yeah, that's something that, uh, even till date, if somebody doesn't really serve property or serves a double fault, so my dad points out, points that out to me that, Hey, look at this.
0: <laughs> I share that pain point. Serving was <laughs> my weakest area. I mean, I mean, when my serves would land in, they would land in very well, but I just did not yeah. have the repeat percentage. And I would keep double faulting. And at least the coaches around me, no one helped us and said that, hey, there's a big mental part about serving that no one talks Absolutely. about.
1: Right. I think uh, that mental part, I think nobody really talks about it. That's so important. And, and as a kid, it's very hard to understand, right? And, as, and especially as a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old kid, it's you are so focused on your game, how to hit that, how to make that shot perfect. Uh, you know how to touch the lines with every shot that you hit that uh, somehow that mental aspect of the game, which is very, very important. And uh, retrospectively, now I look back and I feel that, you know, hey, this was a clear uh, gap in uh, the game or in my game. That uh, nobody trained me mentally for the kind of situations that I was in. And uh, while you're on court, you're all alone. And uh, of course, with reputation and with, uh, you know, the more and more matches you play, you get better with it. But uh, like for everything, we have a structured way of, you know, doing fitness. I think uh, the mental aspect or mental strength and uh, mental fitness is so, so much important. and because um, you know when you're playing at that age and at any age for that matter you go through so many emotions and uh, you go through so much not just physically but mentally as well but nobody is taking care of that uh, nobody is taking care of the mental part of the game and that's very very important and that's something uh, that is lacking even today i believe i do see a lot of um, i do see some academies uh, you know having uh, mental specialist or you know sports uh, specialist who train kids in terms of their mental fitness and how they should visualize and what they can do if they're nervous on court or what they can do before the match to so that they're not nervous on court these kind of things but uh, i think there's still a huge gap in that not everybody is doing it in india um, i mean i can say that yeah.
0: so none of your peers got this mental conditioning uh, or or practices or, or
1: not, like... that, not at that age I mean not uh, when we had started out of course when we turned pros when we were you know already playing under 18 and women's that's when I think we realized as players that hey this is a huge aspect and now uh, even if you see today in WTA the top 200 players or in atp the top 200 players you wouldn't see too much of a difference in terms of their game in terms of you know how they hit their forehand backhand but uh, there's there's still some players who are winning a lot of matches and some are not so that's where we realize that you know it's not just now we're all at the same level we we have good shots and we have uh, you know good physical training and that's why we are here that's why we're able to compete at this level but uh, that mental aspect is what's missing and that's what's going to take you to the next level. So uh, by the time, I mean, uh, in women's tennis, we still, you know, used to uh, take some uh, sessions with mental fitness, for mental fitness, but I don't think before that, I at least I can say that about myself, before that, I didn't really uh, do that. I did what I could do or what I could understand as a kid, right? I'll, i'll uh, write my learnings after my match or before my match i'll try and visualize on um, how i need to play what kind of strategies that am i using and so on and so forth but um, not uh, there was no professional who was helping me there
0: now, i'm also curious uh, did you have data or i guess videotapes on the other players uh, you know let's say before under 18 and, and after that no
1: no no so we didn't have that sort of a data at all now i do see there's some uh you know we used to go to the venue every time we need to even check what time we're playing tomorrow so uh, now i i do see there are apps which tell you these things which give you live scoring even say if my parents are not traveling with me and they're in back in delhi and i'm playing somewhere in there only after the match i'll be able to tell them about uh you know my match or the score and everything but now I see these apps have come up who give you live scoring for each of the tournaments but I don't think there's still um, any video uh, data or video recording available unless uh, you know you're traveling with the coach or you're traveling with someone who's recording those matches and in that case as well you know, in that case also they'll be just recording your match it wouldn't be Uh, match recording of the entire tournament or uh, there won't be any data for one particular player so to say.
0: And did you have a coach full time with you?
1: I had a coach full time back in Delhi but I didn't have a travelling coach so um, I used to either travel so initially I used to travel with my mom or dad but uh, later I started travelling alone but uh, not with a travelling coach.
0: So that's an even inspiring story for the levels that you've reached right because you're flying in you know to all these places on your own you're heading blind into the match with with rikasu who's your competition what's their game at you know what well, like what should your strategy be like you're figuring out all of that while the match is in progress
1: absolutely absolutely i think um, it gets tougher uh, as you play international matches because in the domestic circuit you still uh, have an idea and you still know a lot of players at the same level but uh, of course when you're travelling internationally uh, there will be a lot of new players who are coming in and um, it, it, it becomes very difficult because like you said you're, you're figuring out everything on court you have to make very very quick decisions in terms of okay this is what I'm doing this is what I'm not doing and um, and you know sometimes what happens is if you get into the thinking mode. It becomes even more difficult to play. So, so yeah. So those are the kind of challenges that we have to deal with every day. Uh,
0: and so, coming to these, this, uh, I guess, your international matches or playing with uh, better players from let's say outside the country. Mm-hmm. What did you notice for the differences, and I guess how they prepared and how they played, and what did you borrow from them?
1: Sure. Um. So I didn't really see. Uh, any difference in terms of the way they prepare or uh, you know, the way they handle matches. But uh, what I do see is that uh, they come with good support from their country. Um, I, in India, that, that's not the culture that we have here. So, But uh, internationally, a lot of people travel in groups and uh, we as Indians, we travel individually without any uh, support, without any traveling coach. So, uh, so that's something that I thought is missing here. And uh, back with a lot of international fair, you see them, uh, you know, traveling in groups uh, with a coach, with a physio, with a you know a proper trainer who takes care of a group, a small group. It could be like five people, six people, but at least they came up with that support. Uh, we, like I said, I traveled individually to all these places, and so did my other friends as well. So of course, when we came together, we used to go see each other's matches, but there was no, um, not a formal support, not somebody an expert because it's hard for us also to sort of, uh, you know, pinpoint what's uh, what's happening or what's going wrong. So it's very very important for uh, and for anybody to improve, right? Somebody who's seeing your live matches, somebody you can out, okay, this is something that you're not doing in matches, which you might do in practice. So 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 that's something that I feel is definitely missing uh here in Indian in the Indian ecosystem.
0: You know, that's weird because if you look at how Indians travel, like for holidays, you know, whether it's religious holidays or or even if like I'm a Gujarati and we have yeah. these tours and travels. Like you know, you get Gujarati food in Paris, you know, they'll make sure you'll get your theplas and Roklas and, and all that stuff out there. So you're traveling hmm. as a group. And the whole idea is that uh, of course, the costs are minimized. You get this cultural support you're looking for. Uh, and, you know, there's a benefit in traveling as a group. But when it comes to sports and these things that matter the most, yeah, yeah, we work in silos. Uh, it's just weird how that works.
1: True, true. I think we're just so worried about the competition within us that we forget that there's a bigger competition out there who we need to beat.
0: It's amazing. So, so I guess probably that's a nice note to segue into. I guess life beyond sport, right? Or, I guess what made you realize that you know, okay, your sport journey was over. What what led to that decision point uh, into you know what you're doing nowadays?
1: So I think, uh, one of the key points was that, uh, in sports, you're so passionate about it. Right. And if I didn't have to put an alarm to wake up at 6 AM in the morning or 5 AM in the morning. So that's what, uh, I wanted to do, uh, something similar. Uh, I was good in studies and I had always had these, you know, uh, different ideas about what we can do and what, uh, the world should be like. So, um, so that's one thing. And, um, I always wanted to do something that I'm really passionate about for which, you know, every day I wake up, I feel good about myself. I'm good. I feel good about my work. And I think that was something that led me uh, to the startup ecosystem that, um, you know, I, I meet so many founders every day who are so passionately, uh, you know, solving a problem and um, you know, they're, they're just hundred percent. They're giving their hundred percent to whatever they're doing. So I think those those are the kind of things that led me in the startup ecosystem, and um, and I think you know doing something with that much passion, with that much that that much integrity, and you know consistently just doing it day in day out is that's something that I can relate to uh, from my sports career as well.
0: Amazing, and uh, I guess you teach the value of having cohorts, having networks to the startups.
1: Absolutely. I think uh, that's, that's uh, definitely there. Uh, Something that uh, I realized back in uh, my tennis career as well. And I do relate to uh, that in today's day. And I always uh, even say that to any founder that I meet that you need to build the right team. Uh, Even though tennis was like an individual uh, sport, But there's so many other things that are that you need and there's so many other people you need to support you, to make you win. And uh, that's the kind of team you need to build for yourself while you're playing any sport. And uh, the same thing is there when you're building a startup or you're, uh, you know, working also, working anywhere. You need to have the right support, the right people around you because you can't do everything on your own. And you might not have uh, all the skill sets or all um, you know, the know-how. So, uh, so you need to build the right team for yourself and to progress further in your journey. That's definitely there.
0: So what's the equivalent first startup, you know, to serving in tennis? What's that mental aspect? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, what I, what I, again, this is again, a parallel that I draw from uh, tennis, is that you know a lot of people in the startup ecosystem they strive for perfection you know perfection in the product i need to add one more feature then it'll be perfect without even uh, you know we love that thing so much that we've internalized it right and uh, we we're not even bothered about whether anybody wants it or not So and it's the same thing with uh, tennis. You want everything to be perfect. You want your shots to go well with a certain speed, with a certain accuracy. But uh, somehow we forget that you just need to be better than the person playing uh, opposite to you, right? You don't need to be Roger Federer every day, but you just need to be a tad bit better to win that match, and that's all that's there is, and that that's all that's needed. And I think that's something that we uh, forget today also while working that we strive for perfection and then we lose time. And uh, then we probably sometimes make something that nobody wants or it's not really needed in the market. So, so yeah, that's another parallel that I can draw.
0: This is a really interesting conversation. I think uh, we can go on forever, but you know, really thank you for, for all you did for, for India, right? I mean, you you represented our country at some of the highest levels in sports. And now we are carrying the torch forward to the startup ecosystem. And I think you're applying your lessons out there. And I for sure learned like a lot from you. So I know mental game is, is key. It's an X-rated factor that not many people speak about. And I'm glad that you are you're passing that knowledge to others.
1: Thank you so much, and Thank you for doing this. I think, uh, you know, we need this today in India because I don't think there is, um, you know, we don't really speak about sports uh, as much as we should. Uh, and we should inculcate this in, you know, the next generation that they take up some sport, it might not be a professional one, might not, uh, you know, they, if not everyone can be a Virat Kohli or a Sanya But But uh, I think just uh, having played sports, uh, Brings so much to your life that um, it's definitely you know worth giving a shot.
0: Indeed, uh, thanks so much, Manu. Thank you for uh, sharing all these thoughts with us, and wish you all the Thank- very
1: best. Thank you so much.